Diddy Bread. What's up? You know what I don't like? Lots of things. Hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. Okay. You know, so you know what I did today that didn't make me a hypocrite? What's that? Do you remember last week's when I talked about Sperry's? Yeah, of course I remember. You talk about Sperry every time. Yes, but what did I say? You, where did I say you should wear the Sperry's? Graduation. So what did I do today? Yeah, oh, did you attend graduation today? And I wore my... Sperry's? Yes, I did. Nice. Now I suggested doing a dance step. Did you not do a dance step? I did not. Because <gasps> there was no... Michael Blum. I, I thought that like I didn't graduate. I just attended. Right. So I didn't do a dance step. Okay. But I did walk around quite a fair amount. Okay. And I'm here to report that uh-huh. my back feels okay. Good. I'm so, so this, glad. the Sperry's serve their purpose. Well, good. I'm glad to hear I put the casual it. and business casual. That's what I did today. <laughs> did you scope out any other Sperry's? Was anyone else rocking the Sperry's? I mean, there are other people with boat shoes, but they may have been a little cheap. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, I They're, see. You know, they got the, the Perry's or something. Perry's. But not your boy. I got the real Sperry's. <laughs> and if you want some Sperry's, you go to woo-woo-woo-sperry.com. That's Why do dumb. you... Why? That's how you. That's phonetic. In case you're not a good speller. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> www.sperry.com. Did you know that you can just type in sperry.com? You don't need the W's at all. Oh, well, that's groundbreaking. No. It's, isn't I mean, that? I, I that's a game that. changer. Yeah, that's right. Cuts <laughs> off the funny part of my ad, though. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it for that purpose. Welcome to Explain Yourself, the podcast where anyone can attempt to explain anything. Uh, We're back, you guys, with a fresh episode. And we have the lovely, the talented, the amazing Candace Morris here with us. Hi, Candace. What's up? Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. We are so happy to have you. And Michael Blum is going to tell us how we landed this incredible talent. Well, all those things are true about Candace. Yes. But one of the adjectives you left out was long suffering. <laughs> because, because she has to work with you? Yeah, well, yeah. Not only does she have to work with me, <laughs> but her suffering really began like a month and a half ago uh-huh. when I moved into the same office. That's right. I forgot you guys share an office As, now. Uh, Candace, I'm sorry. It happens. <laughs> and I don't have very much to do at work. So that leaves me a lot of time to A, spill things on the floor, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like uh, eggs or granola bar parts, mm-hmm. and B, to pester Candace. Mm-hmm. Now, Candace has a lot to do at work. So she's constantly like trying to do real people stuff. Real people, you mean like grown up, you yeah, know, educator, type yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah. Yes. Like, hey, let's make sure these kids don't fail these classes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I do none of that. No, you don't care if the kids fail the classes, yeah, it's that's not- their business. I kind of don't care <laughs> <laughs> right. at this point, like, it's the last day, right? So, Ace is like, I got 48 emails to send, and there's 20 minutes till we go home, and I'm like, and she's having to look at your really messy desk, my really messy desk mm-hmm, that I'm not there to clean up anymore. Yeah, you know, she doesn't. <laughs> I'm telling you, you clean his desk. <laughs> Bless your heart. You, t- if you don't, it ain't gonna happen. I'm telling you, she's long suffering. <laughs> um, oh man! But in the few down moments that we do have, we discuss sort of the dynamics of the workplace. Yes. And one of the things we were discussing one day is Ace. Besides all of this stuff, mm-hmm. is the world's best team player. I agree. So she will do anything to help anybody else at work. Without asking. Sometimes to her own detriment. Yes, to her own detriment. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. This is true. 
So we were talking about why other people aren't good team players. Yes. Which we've seen a lot of over my four years there. Ace has been there. Mm. And then we were talking about your ego, right? This is why you're, yes. you may not be a good team player because you have a big ego. And then, then Ace left because she had a real meeting to go to. And right. I looked at ESPN for 35 minutes. <laughs> and then she came back and I said, Ace, I think you are a good team player because you're a religious person. Mm. And and I said, explain yourself. Yeah, she That's was right. a little bewildered. And yeah. I said, well, I mean, I don't attend your church, but I assume you get a lot of the message of take the focus of your day off of yourself. Right. And put it on God. That's right. And others, right? And others. Second greatest yeah. commandment, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. So, and then Ace had to run out to another meeting. And then I looked at BJPenn.com for 35 more minutes. <laughs> And, and you're getting paid to do this oh, yeah. job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy for him. Y'all are <laughs> so funny. Uh, uh, I and, love it. And then um, we had a brief discussion about it. And uh-huh. then when I was like, hey, he's coming on the podcast. She was like, well, could we discuss this more? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That is what this podcast is for. Yeah. So my my opening question, well, my two things. Thank yes. you for putting up with me for the last two months. Absolutely. <laughs> and what choice did she have, though, really? You know? I mean, she could have moved to another office. <laughs> That's too much work. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, you make her move out of her own office. Um, yeah. That's and your ego there, Michael Blum. The thing is, I don't do any of that stuff intentionally. No, I know. You, I'm just stuffing granola. You're harmless. Yeah. You're, just, Listen, you're I, like I a would, koala bear. I would rather take a granola crumbling uh, office mate over the many other types of office mates. I was going to say, have. it could be way worse. It could be way it worse. Could be way worse. Yeah, anyway. Like a coffee slurping hipster doofus. <laughs> oh, my God. Nine toes? <laughs> yes, <laughs> most, most certainly. Um, Shout out to Nathan Robinson. Right. Nathan on toes. All right, so, get all Barbara Walters. Up so in here. the question, I think, the opening question to you, Ace, is then: Do you agree with my assessment that this is what makes you a team player, or what one of the things that contributes to making you a good team player? And if you agree, take me through your process of dissolving your ego. Absolutely. When you posed that idea to me I my mind was a little blown and I think it's because I mean I've been raised in church in the Christian church my entire life right so this concept of what we would say in church of denying yourself is just imbued into who you are like it's ingrained without you even thinking about it and so I was always taught to leave places better than you found them and that it's more important to love than it is to be right. And just like Sarah was talking about, you know, when uh, when Jesus left this earth, he gave two commandments to his disciples to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your neighbor as yourself. And if we are living like that, truly, if I'm loving the na- my neighbor as I love myself, I mean, I love myself a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want harm to come to me. I right. want good things to happen for me. And, um, I mean, that commandment's probably the one that I struggle the most with. But I think probably because it's been so ingrained into who I am my whole life, I do think that it does impact the way that I do my work. And even when there's conflict resolution, uh, I, I guess pride would say, well, you know what, they they did me wrong and I'm not going to talk to them about it or 
you know, stick stick it to them versus you know what? Let's right. let's go let's go smooth things over. Mm. Let's make let's let's make this a place of peace. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to humble yourself enough to say I'm sorry or I'm sorry that I hurt you or um, what can we do to work through this? I think that that does have something to do with it. And I'm not saying that every person who is you know religious is this way right and i a lot of times have not been that way because i am a human right. um mm-hmm. but i do i when you said that i was like that's this is so true because i get so frustrated um you know i can speak specifically in the workspace because it's where we spend most of our hours during the week how mm-hmm. sad is that um <laughs> and so you know you, you see a lot of this people leading from their hurt feelings and from their from their ego, mm-hmm. um, from uh, trying to rescue or save their pride, mm. um, and this is where we get bad leadership. Leading with my yeah. insecurity, right? Or try, right. Because I'm insecure, I overcompensate right. in these ways. Yes. There's this chart that I've seen. There's three circles. Mm-hmm. The outer circle is what we would call the ego, or in the church we call the flesh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's our our mind, all of that. Mm-hmm. Our soul would be the next circle, our consciousness, our willpower, and then the spirit. And the spirit would be what is born within you uh, when you make that decision. <laughs> I don't want to get too far into churchy things, but um, I think whenever I think about the ego, it's always been in my mind that it's a bad thing. Because I associate it with the flesh, mm. right? Um, and you know, a primal instinct that mm-hmm. comes with the flesh—the things that we knee-jerk response to. As I'm getting older and understanding more, the ego is not a bad thing, and that it's just a matter of what we do with it and whether we let it control us, mm. um, and how we let it—if we let it dictate how we respond to people or treat people or even treat ourselves. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's my answer to your first question. <laughs> I think in today's world that your view of things is very like against the grain because everywhere else, like sort of in popular media and culture, you get ego. Right. And it's encouraged. Yeah. Like take care of yourself first and then you can worry about everything else kind of language or like the most popular people in this country are often giant egomaniacs. Yeah, I wonder like what's you attractive may even about that. Be elected president. <laughs> if you're a giant <laughs> this is true. I do want to mention, because while Candace was talking, I was thinking about like, yes, Candace absolutely has faith. And she also there's also personality stuff with mm-hmm. Candace. And so I wanted to read to you, I mean she knows this already. But when you took the strings finder test in, I guess it was 16, the year that I mm-hmm. came to next, mm-hmm. four of your top five strengths were in the relationship building theme. You have adaptability, connectedness, developer, and empathy. And these may have changed since then, obviously, you know, like it's been five years <laughs> and things sometimes change. And not that I want to put all the eggs into the strings finder basket, oh, yeah. but like the fact that four out of five were in the same, in that relationship building theme. And Jerry is like this too. Jerry has like at least three or four in relationship building. And I think just based on that, like if you just even didn't talk about the faith aspect, mm-hmm. you could say Candace is 
very concerned with connecting with people and maintaining positive relationships with people. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so that's going to translate into, I want to serve people and I want to be there for people, you know, which is kind of like a egoless thing, yeah, right? Ab- yeah, especially service. So, right. First of all, I'm impressed that you have my scores. I have everyone. I don't know if I should be impressed or <laughs> Look frightened. At this. this is everyone from that year. I we're, love looking at this. We're thing. coming for you, Josh. Yeah, that's right. Um, that, Josh is at home pumping his that's fist. That's and right. Holes I honestly would that's love right. to, to have a copy of that. Sure. Um, I because yes, I think personality has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. But I'll step back and say, what forms personality? Is well, it, it that's na- debatable. Nature versus nurture. It's both. You know, and so could part of who who I am in regards to my personality yeah. be because your of faith? My yes, faith absolutely. And, and what how I was raised and what yes. I was taught. That was the next thing I was going to say. Your faith has absolutely shaped who you are, and that would affect something like a strengths finder test. Yeah, one hundred percent. Well, and and but coming back to the per, the point of personality, mm-hmm. you know, some of the people that um, we may observe who. I don't want to say I don't want to say struggle with the ego. Well, um, let's let's say, say that. Let's, let's say they have healthy egos. Yeah, I was gonna say unhealthy. I was gonna say unhealthy. Unhealthy egos. egos. Yeah. Okay. Um, you mean they they feed their ego? Right. Yeah. 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 Well fed ego. Well fed egos. Are, they are controlled by it. Yeah. They are enslaved to it. Yeah. Um, that perhaps um, there's personality that has to go go into that as well. I think of someone in particular. Um, that, you know, over the years I've had a difficult time with mm-hmm. um, because they the way that they treat people is so counter to yeah. to how I to how I would treat people and how I believe people should be treated. Right. But that takes me back to, well, what is their background? Mm-hmm. Were they were they raised somewhere where they felt very insecure mm-hmm. through their childhood? Mm-hmm. Um, did they feel like they had to prove themselves over mm-hmm. and over again? Mm-hmm. And now they're trying to. Like a, a really demanding environment. Right. And so yeah. now they're trying to assert their power mm-hmm. or, you know, coerce people's respect. Yeah. You know. Which they, never works. No. And, but there, but there's yeah. there's always a reason why. Yeah. It's not just because. but Right. They didn't wake up that morning and say, you know what? I'm going to be a d- to people today. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and so yeah. there, there's personality that feeds into that as well but also could that be from whatever their history absolutely there's got to be insecurity there right what do you think blum uh yeah i think that the other thing i always think about ego at work is what ego does is it really just like in theory we all work in a place where we have some kind of larger goal Mm -hmm. if you work in a school your goal should be to educate the kids (laughs) really yes what this is what i think a novel idea this is a hot take (laughs) Uh, yeah so everything you do, and not yeah. literally everything, like you can stop and go to the bathroom. Oh, sure, but, sure. Like, but your work. Work should be aimed towards that. Ego, right. to me, is literally the exact opposite of that. You're going, hey, I'm not so concerned with what's best for these kids. I'm really concerned with what's best for me. For me. Well, and I don't think there's any way of escaping that. And I, I probably agree a lot with Candace on just what human nature is and how it's it's the bent of all our hearts to to want to elevate the self and to satisfy. See? And that that's, I think that that's our natural 
tendency and I think a lot of times it's subconscious and I think when we find ourselves slipping and doing things at work that are more like this is for me we don't even realize that that's really what we're doing it's not a conscious decision that you make it's not like all right f these kids it's about me now you're just you're just slipping back into your natural state and it takes community and it takes relationships and it takes you know something outside yourself to pull you onto a path of community mm-hmm. and larger goal thinking. Yeah. But what were you going to say? I was going to say, I wonder, and I don't know. So maybe part of it is kind of like human nature. But yeah. I wonder, especially in today's world, if it is largely almost pushed on us from the atmosphere. Everything, I everywhere I go and everything I see is some form of you should be about yourself. Yeah. I think it's always been that way, though. I don't think there's anything unique about this culture. I I agree with your point, though. I think from the moment we come out of the womb, it is a, I need to take care of myself. Babies babies do that. They cry when they need something. And that's evolutionary biology, right? Right. And and so I I think it's innate in all of us to, um, to respond in that way. You know, I grew up with the verbiage, deny yourself. Right. That's the, those are the words that ring in my head. Yeah. Now, people who didn't grow up with that same kind of teaching or mentality may call it, you know, trying to dissolve their ego Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. who I've read somewhere breaking up with your ego. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, It's one, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's a diff, it's comes from a different purpose. I come from it because it's you're trying to humble yourself, mm-hmm. not not being humiliated, but coming from a, a place, a lower place. Yes. And being willing to, you know, I'm not too important that I don't I can't take out the trash for that person. Right. You and know, I'm not too important that I can't, you know, stop and help <laughs> and help that that one there. Right. Um, and I love that you brought up humility and tried to define that because people I think this is where we go wrong in popular culture is that I think there's a reaction to the wrong definition of humility. I think if you define humility as not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less, which is what C.S. Lewis says about it. Mm -hmm. It's not thinking less of yourself is thinking of yourself less. I think culture reacts to the the erroneous right way of thinking about humility so it's like stop putting yourself down stop being a doormat for everybody and i think there's some positive messages in that right but you can also deny your impulses that would lead you to do things like my time is mine my money is mine you know, I don't need to help anybody else right. because that goes against right. what's best and for that, me. And that, and right. That's, that's like, just like yeah. when people decide that they want to go volunteer for right. Habitat for Humanity and build right. a house. Sure. You know, the the ego in its raw state would say, why would I go do that when I could go do something else for me that I right. enjoy more? Right. Um, where there may be some people that totally enjoy doing that and that fills their tank. Yes. Um, I'm not saying that that's terrible stuff. That's good stuff and people enjoy it. But yeah, I think that the definition of being humble or com- coming humble is perceived differently in the world. Yeah. Um, and and also the word ego. Mm. Like like I said, you know, growing up, the word ego, I connected with the word flesh, which had almost a negative connotation to it. But in the world, you know, it may be more like confidence. People may equate the word 
ego with having self-esteem like you you have good self-esteem or you're mm. you're a confident person mm-hmm. and i don't necessarily know the answer to that but i think that's a good question to to ask you know i don't know the, if i've heard it in that context what's the difference either. between you know someone being egotistical uh-huh. and someone being confident yes um because i do think that they're different things i think so too there's there might be they may look similar I don't know if it's just the circles that I'm in, but I feel like when I hear ego, it's it's always, and this is like within a church context and then outside of a church context. Cause when, when I hear the word ego, it's usually in the negative sense where it's something that you have to um, suppress a little bit. What about you, Blum? Have you heard it positively, the so, word ego? I think you could use ego to fuel as motivation. Okay. Yes. So yes. I have a really high opinion of myself <laughs> and because I have this high opinion of myself, I'm going to prove everybody else wrong. Right. I see. Um, yeah. And in the first, uh, his first album, Kanye West has a, a line about this, which I wish I could remember off the top of my head, where he says he uses his ego as fuel to mm. fuel his dream. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Th- that I could, I could see that, especially if I was a high level something. Yes. A high level athlete or a high level business person or something i could see where the ego in that aspect might be useful mm-hmm. right. what i think is you can't get that aspect of it without the other harmful i think aspects you're right of it i think you're right about that and and if the first definition it, on google for ego is a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance now self-esteem has a pretty positive connotation mm-hmm. in this in our current right. culture mm-hmm. it did not for me in my church culture growing up and i want to ask you about that in a minute uh but self-importance i think would be the one that you kind of bristle at a little bit like ew nobody wants to be self-important right like you don't want to be around that kind of person right, but, right. yeah because i i would say that ego is in itself is not a bad thing it's a matter of what someone does with their ego. Yeah, you can't escape it. Everyone has an ego, right? right? right. Everyone yeah. has just one. Like, just like everybody has emotions. <laughs> right, right. exactly. Fear is not a bad emotion. It tells us that something's not right. That's right. And it's a matter of what we do with that That's right. right. As, yes. As some loving people have told me many times in my life, <laughs> as I've started to feel anxiety or panic yes. about something, yes. it's, a, it's an indicator that something's going on. P.S. Shout out to our buddy Nathan and his podcast with Rebecca Heiss about the fearless year. They talk exactly about this. But anyway, go ahead. No, that was pretty much it. I don't I don't think that the ego is necessarily a bad thing. I think it's a matter of what we do with it or we let what we let it do to us. Right. Right. Which is, I think, where the you know, let's say you have really gotten good at getting in tune with, you know, what your impulses are and you've you know maybe you meditate like mm-hmm. blum does and you're you're able to identify pretty easily like oh i'm feeling this way right now and my ego is making me feel like i need to protect this thing or boost this thing and maybe that's not like 100 percent valid maybe that's not what i need to do right now mm-hmm. but you know if you didn't have any of that if you weren't able sure. to think through those things what does that look like so what does it look like if you are making the worst possible decisions in terms of your ego. Been there. Yeah, <laughs> right. We've all been there. We've all done this, right? Right. What what it looks like is you make decisions solely based around you. Right. And then you lead an unfulfilling life, right? Because you make decisions that benefit you in the short term. Do you feel like though some people who do this 
would say that their lives are fulfilled or do you think it's pretty much inevitable you're not going to be fulfilled well, doing this I, what i'm gonna i think though this is one of those things like i am really focused on x yeah i get to x mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden what do i have yeah it's not fulfilling anymore. right 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 it's never going to be enough yeah right. and so then you move on to the next thing right, right. so the next like thing i got I'm, my yacht right i'm good I really, there i really <laughs> I really want this Lexus. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. And then for probably like two weeks, the Lexus is really cool. Right. And then and then it's not. Well, then it's just your car. It's just my car that gets me from point A to point right. B. Right. Yep. So I think that is ultimately the problem mm-hmm. with, with that idea. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about self-esteem. I want both y'all's thoughts about this because like I said, I grew up in a context where self-esteem, in fact, there were books on the shelf in my house about how you should try to fight self-esteem. But I think it was being operationally defined then as this self-importance, like they were equating those terms. So how do you feel about self-esteem, Candace, and and how can it be a good thing? Uh, I think it's great. Yeah. I, I, so I think it's good for one to es- esteem oneself. In what way? Um, as being important. Like um, I value, I'm, I, matter, I, I, I matter, I add value to the world. I, right. Yeah. I matter. My, my opinion matters. Okay. Um, my life matters. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm able to bring to the table matters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's a good thing. And I, I don't have any memory of being told or taught that self-esteem was a bad thing. Okay. That was just um, my weird church culture. It cool. Could, it, could, it could have been. Um, so, it like you got the bad end of the stuff. I did. I did. The, the, word, the word self-importance wasn't really something that I heard much of uh, okay. growing up. Self-esteem, you know. Whenever I would hear that, it usually was in the context with, well, they've got low self-esteem. Low self-esteem, uh-huh. right. You know, and so really it wasn't equated with uh, the flesh or okay. being, being egotistical. That okay. was, that was a, a different experience for me. Okay. But I, I think that it's very important. Um, I How think, do you balance it with the self-denial that you were talking about earlier? Yeah. Um, that's a great question. I'm, I mean, I can only speak for myself. Sure. Obviously. No, that's what this podcast um, is for. We want you to speak for Candace. And, yes. And because I am a human, meaning yes. that I'm imperfect, I'm not always going to get it right. Mm-hmm. What is right? I guess it just has to be what's right for ourselves. Sure. But, you know, I definitely have insecurities. Everybody does. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and stepping back and looking at whether I'm having low self-esteem or I'm having like high self-esteem is mm-hmm. there such a thing as too much self-esteem <laughs> I think, probably I, I think that there's like a very minimal boundary into ego there mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. when self-esteem gets too high it just jumps in the, I, the river of ego yeah. I think you are exactly right um, I think it's just trying to stay balanced with that yeah um, getting to a point where I'm able to look in the mirror at m- myself, my, my physical body, and, and tell myself that I'm beautiful. Mm. Like, I think that that's a healthy thing. Yeah. I don't think that that's arrogant or cocky or egotistical. I think it's healthy to mm. look at myself and say, you're beautiful. And I need that. I need that for my life and how, how right. I treat myself and how mm-hmm. I treat others. Mm-hmm. 
um, you know, that starts when I'm by myself, mm-hmm. the things that I speak to myself. And I've noticed that even some of my, my self-talk has changed over the past five years. Oh, okay. Um, I live alone, so I talk to myself a lot. <laughs> um, I say, don't live alone, and I talk to myself yeah, a lot, was, so it's fine. They yeah. say it's a sign of intelligence. It is. Now, I don't we'll know who they that. are, but apparently <laughs> Einstein talked to himself a lot. So I'm just saying we're geniuses. Yes. yes. Um, no, but I, I've more in recent years, I'll, I'll just randomly say to myself, Candace, you're good. Okay. You're, like you're you're a sweet girl. I know, I, know, I know I'm a woman, but it's almost like if I had like a child in front of me. Yes. And saying those good things. Well, and, and I think that's the thing. You are speaking to your almost like a different version of yourself. It's like the confident Candace has to talk the the anxious Candace into yes. something. You are, yeah. You're safe. Right. You're, you're healthy. Right. You're gonna be okay. And right. some, some people may call that affirmations. Yes. Or yeah. Manifesting. Mm. You know, I've been hearing a lot about about that um mm. i'm gonna write that down yeah you can talk to nathan robinson about that one too can so, i yeah right. absolutely no more nathan robinson references yeah. on this well episode. and he's taken over and even I, with, not on my watch but even with the the word of like manifesting like go back churchy with it yes. about there being life and death and oh. what we say yeah and we can either bless ourselves or curse ourselves mm. and so i for many years would in essence curse myself mm-hmm. uh, that the negative things that I would speak over myself or the fears that I would have and I would fuel them and so trying to be better about speaking things that are true and are lovely and mm-hmm. are of good report mm-hmm. out loud mm-hmm. to myself mm-hmm. that way it becomes part of what's true to me like mm-hmm. it, it I, be, I begin to believe it mm-hmm. And so I think that has impacted my self-esteem and my self-worth. And even to the point of saying goodbye to a, a really crappy job. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that was me getting to a point where I'm not being egotistical and like, you know what? I'm too good for this place. <laughs> but like, I can't you, imagine you ever saying such a thing. But coming to a point where, you know what? I deserve better than this. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And there's better for me out there. Mm-hmm. And... By golly, I'm a good employee. Yes. And I can add value somewhere because somewhere. I, yeah. I am valuable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there is a healthy balance in having good, se- healthy self esteem, good mm-hmm. self esteem, and very low self esteem, which, in one regard, being on this end of the spectrum in low self esteem and then over self esteem are both kind of ego. Yes, because I agree. You end up thinking about yourself a lot. You're thinking about yourself a lot, and that was how it's like a pendulum. Yes, I think that's how that's how the self esteem picture was painted for me growing up. Is that the whole the whole argument that low self esteem was causing a problem? They labeled that even just the fact that it was called low self esteem. They called that kind of a misnomer and a fallacy because. If you have low self-esteem, it's probably because you're thinking too much. You're too inside your head, which is ego again. right? So it's almost like, no, you don't have low self-esteem. You actually have high self-esteem, but you just don't have a healthy view of yourself. If that makes sense. It's kind of a contradiction, but it's like you're thinking about yourself too much. And in this way, it is the opposite of humility. Right. Right. So whether you're thinking about yourself too much in a positive way or a negative way, it's still unhealthy yeah. either way right absolutely it's it's like a, a pendulum right know? just like you said right so you need to find that healthy balance I, I in think the middle the, the middle of the pendulum though is self-confidence 
Yeah. And I think with humility, because again, just stop thinking about yourself so much. And right. and the more you do for other people, the less you're thinking about yourself. So you could actually cure your your esteem problems with just being more available to other people, yeah, I think. Absolutely. But, and yeah. And even coming back to when I was talking about anxiety and having panic attacks, mm-hmm. a lot of that was stewing in yeah. me thinking about myself yes. a lot. Right. A lot about the bad things that were happening to me, mm. the bad things that were going to happen, the fortune telling that would happen in my mind. Mm. Um, and really, once I was able to get my mind off of myself, even if it was something as simple as, let me just get out of the apartment. Yes. Let me go yes. on a walk. I'm going to go play with my friend's kids for a little while. That's and right. stop thinking about myself and this thing. And whenever I would pull myself from that, from that yes. edge of that, the pin pendulum swinging up yes it would bring me back to centered that's right and um i'd feel better yeah I'd feel better about myself i'd be like oh things aren't as dark and scary as they seem that's right um so you know i don't think ego is a bad thing i think that it's a matter of what we do with it right and whether we are enslaved to it yes because um, it can get really ugly really quick and we all have our seasons of where we're, we're swinging a little too far too absolutely right. absolutely um, And if you don't have people, I think this, I don't know if this is a rabbit trail or not, but I feel like if you don't have anybody in your life that can help speak truth to you, Mm -hmm. almost kind of be a mirror for you in a way, then that's something that we should all try to remedy. And, you know, for some people, it's their spouse. For some people, it's a best friend. And some people, it's just like, no, I go to therapy. And I think we kind of all need therapy because, like, my poor husband doesn't often know what to do with what's going on with me. He's not trained professionally, right? I'm a strong supporter of therapy. (laughs) Yes. I've been going to therapy for over a year now, and it it has helped me immensely that's awesome um, that's awesome and is, i'm so glad you're sharing that i yeah. feel like we all need to just help each other destigmatize yes. therapy yes. <laughs> like... if, you, if you are out there listening to this explain yourself podcast yes. please know that uh going to counseling does not make you weak it's actually a very brave and strong thing mm-hmm. to do. yes so if you've ever considered or you're on the fence about it yeah do it make stop a, listening make a call. right now and push go. pause yeah. you can li- finish this later yeah, yeah. <laughs> And And we've been advocating counseling on this show for years. Yes. Years and years. Yes. And, you know, if you get to someone and you don't feel like they're the right fit, that's okay. You can find another counselor. There's others out there. Absolutely. Don't give up if you don't find the right person. Betterhelp.com on all the other podcasts I listen to. They advertise this all the time. But, you know, know, talking about if people don't have the support systems, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. or someone who can speak that truth into their life. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a lot of times that might look like depression or yes. like the like the person I was talking about a minute ago who just seems out of control and yes. just unkind and rude and asserting their power. And, you know, that I wonder and I think about that person, do they have someone in their life yeah. that can be that for them? Yeah. And also, are they happy? Because mm. to me, it seems like they're probably very unhappy. And this this is this is evidence of that. Yeah, I Um, think you're right. And it's so cool that you that that's where your mind goes. I mean, granted, you've you've worked with this person for (laughs) a while, but like 
the fact that you're even willing to say what's going on, like what what's brewing in yeah. there, you know, I we're often not willing to give that kind of grace to people. Yeah. Well, yeah. the thing is, is we need it. Yes. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Just as much as we need to give it, we need it. Absolutely. And that comes back to it's the, easy to want it, but not right. to give it. Yeah. That comes back to the treating your neighbor as you yes. want to be treated. Absolutely. Um, Golden so, rule, y'all. It's right. for real. Right. Like it, if I if I want someone to be gracious and merciful to me, yes. then I need to also practice and work at because it's not easy sometimes, especially when you're around difficult people. Yeah. Who be, have hurt to be, you? To be gracious and merciful. To yes. Them. Or they continue to do it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's very it's very it's very difficult. Because you want to just quit. And let me be clear, being gracious and merciful to someone doesn't mean that you're a doormat or you let someone right. abuse you. That's no, that's not absolutely what I'm not. Saying. You can say been, no to people. You can put right. your foot down. And, and you but. can set you need to set healthy boundaries. Yeah, yes. Um, but really, a lot of times what I've learned that when there are people who are treating me poorly like yeah. that, that they do need grace and mercy. Yeah. But also I need to be forgiving mm. and not even for their benefit but for my yours own. right because it'll fester and then it's a it's almost like a heavyweight on you yeah i know exactly how you feel and i've dealt with these things poorly in the past i always regret not showing grace and every time i do show grace which is always like kicking and screaming but i'll do it right. <laughs> sometime right. but every time i do that i realize like oh my gosh i should have done this so much earlier because it immediately heals me exactly and it doesn't matter what that right. other person right. how they respond to right. it yeah because yeah. because so, sometimes our like graciousness and, and mercifulness is not or mercy is not going to change that person's behavior right and don't you know? put that on yourself but yeah I, but i will say on the days when i let my pride and ego take the reins right I had a much worse day of course. because mm-hmm. I was butthurt about everything. That's right. right. That's right. And I and like I was just angry at them mm-hmm. and all I wanted mm-hmm. to do was complain about it. Yes. And it just made their toxicity made my not just them, but I became toxic. Exactly. Well. Exactly. I don't want to say that they made me toxic. I made myself toxic because right. what I what I did with it. That's right. Um, it's like it was an infectious thing, but you like went towards it instead of exactly. <laughs> trying to combat it. Yeah. And as yeah. A, as a friend, said, a nameless friend <laughs> says to me often. <laughs> Wait, we already know, but anyway, no, we, uh, no, we don't. And and this is from some of his his reading, but uh, it's not a tiger. So he says, sometimes it feels like you're you're being attacked and it's this huge thing. Oh. When you're able to step back and look at it from a bird's eye view and breathe. You're yeah. like, this thing's not going to kill me. Right. This feels very threatening right now, but right. I'm safe. Yeah. I'm okay. He's If he hears us, he's going to be like, yeah, you're listening to everything I say. No, I'm not. I'm not listening. I am listening to you. Um, but I, you know, and those there, there have been some days that I've come in uh, to work and the crap is hitting the fan. Uh-huh. The ship is sinking. There's a dumpster fire over there. I mean, it's like ev- all hell is breaking uh-huh. loose. And I'm just like, <laughs> and some of my coworkers are like, how? What? What's, How do like you do almost this? like you're annoying. Like, right? Why? Why are you this way? I'm like sometimes you just gotta laugh at the silly. That's right. And I and it's not even so much that I'm trying to be funny. It's as I am trying to literally not let it take like me by the hair and under. pull and pull me yes. under into it because yes. my health, my well being is so very important. That's self esteem. Yeah, you know? I think so. Um, and and that I I want to guard it. 
it's like self-preservation almost. Yeah, I want I want to guard that. Right. But as we were talking about, you know, being a being a good team player and how the the ego or lack thereof plays into being a team player. I absolutely agree that Mm -hmm. that has a lot to do with it. Like knowing how to work with people, Mm -hmm. you have to be able to compromise and Mm -hmm. yield to one another. Mm -hmm. And if you are unwilling to yield, it's Mm -hmm. probably because of some form of out of whack ego. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not willing to bend. That's yeah, absolutely. And that, and that can change from day to day. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Because, like, I know, thank you, by the way, for saying that I'm a, I'm a great team player. But there have been times that I haven't been. <laughs> right. You know, it depends on the day. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, like, I, I want that to be said of me. And that's who I want. That's what I want to be. Yeah. But I don't always get that right. Yeah. And, you know, knowing that the next day is a fresh <laughs> a fresh start, another chance to, to, try, sure. to try to go to bat with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely... You know, you kind of blew my mind when you said that. I do think that a, a lot of my religious background plays into how I treat other people. And I don't know that necessarily other people are going to be thinking about that, thinking that way, just like you said, because uh-huh. of the world's concept uh-huh. of ego and every man for himself. And I got to end up on, out and, on top. And, and um, let's put it on social media. And let's put it on social media. <laughs> like the more notifications you get, the mm-hmm. more the more likable you are. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the more important more, you are. The more important yeah. you are. Mm. Oh man, we get this. We get this like uh, fast food ego type thing with social media. Mm-hmm. This instant gratification, and it and it feeds the monster. It's an actual dopamine hit. Like yeah. you get the same. You get the same thing from social media, yeah. like notifications, as you do from like coffee and sugar and drugs, right. and <laughs> right. it's and bad. <laughs> and it, and it does the the opposite. You know, we're yes. talking about over self esteem. Yes, then, but if you nobody like, likes my post, nobody liked my picture that I posted, and or now, I posted a poem that I wrote, right. and I only my mom liked it. Right, and you're like, oh, and I'm great. devastated. Nobody yeah. likes me. Everybody hates me. I think I'll go eat some worms. Right, now. my mom used to sing that song. <laughs> But no, you're right. You're right. Oh, man. And I, I mean, I I don't know what the solution or the answer is. And I don't want to go stand Put your phone a, away. Well, well, for social media, <laughs> absolutely. And I've had to curb that myself. Sure. Um, not even necessarily because for me, notifications aren't the, the value thing. But yeah. I just couldn't take all the other stuff that was happening. Oh, anyway, man. That's, that's Let me another, tell you what. That's another conversation. It's too much. You're right. But um, it's not that i moving away from social media. It's not that I, I can stand on the street corner and say, have a healthy ego. Right. Everybody, this right. is important. Like, right. How do you uh, inspire that in other people? And I guess, you know, if you're a leader... How do you lead your people and in a way that, yes, you know, and that, let me tell you, I, I leading by example, by example. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what Pe- I was going to say. People will mirror what they see. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, do you know, when I left the job that you guys are about to leave, my first question to the place I was going and I didn't talk to the, the leaders there. I talked to other people who worked there. And my only question for them was how humble is your leadership because that's what I was looking for. And the more Jerry and I talk and share stories about bosses we've had and leadership teams that we've served with and under, it's like, that's almost the most important thing. If you can't be humble, you can know everything. You can be an expert in your field, 
Um, you can be charismatic, you can have be well resourced. a winning personality. You can be well resourced. You can uh, be motivational and inspirational. Sure. But I feel like if you're missing humility, then none of that other stuff actually matters because right. the moment that you treat someone poorly, that you've lost them. It's hard to win that back. Absolutely, and I think this is that's where. Um, empathy training maybe comes in Mm. because i i've i mean i've experienced that in my current job i don't know that i ever learned about empathy and training in my previous Mm -hmm. workplaces Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i think that's very important because it kind of puts another uh word on what we're trying to get at here yeah because when you can empathize with someone you're putting yourself in their shoes or you're just trying to be considerate of how they feel. Right. It's it's a way of basically addressing the ego. I agree. Even even if in that moment you think that person's being a little baby about, about <laughs> it, you can at least empathize. You know, right. I, I had a, a coworker once who was very high strung and would uh, – <laughs> would just get very stressed about things Mm. and it it would cause a lot of tension in the room Mm -hmm. and she wasn't mean she wasn't she just the the anxiety and her stress level was so high right she would just come into the room and it would set everybody else on edge and so one morning i came into work and she greeted me immediately with and we just and i and and we didn't even know how to and then and i was like oh boy and i just i put my hands up towards her and i was like whoa just, yeah. Just give me a second. Yeah. Just got here. And I and I never I've never done that with her before. Uh-huh. Also, I was like, just take a breath. Just give mm-hmm. me a second. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently, I really hurt her when I did that. She took the way that she received it was different than how I intended it to come across. But her feeling was valid. And so being able to not be uh, to come into that room and be like, listen, you're acting like a baby. Like, I didn't do anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, but honestly, because like, I yeah. re- I really don't think I crossed the line. No. But I had a coworker who was crying and was upset because she felt that I had not, I had bullied her in some way. And so it was worth sitting down and talking through it with her within the, f- the first 20 minutes of it happening once I found out that she was upset. I, I mean, I have my own opinion about it. I sure. really don't think that I crossed the line. You didn't. But, but uh, she, you didn't. But... Right, but she, but it doesn't negate her feelings no. and how she felt, and so you know, I, I I didn't come in there and say I was wrong. You know, I was able to come in there and say I'm sorry that you, that what I did hurt you. Mm-hmm. I just can can we talk about it? And I think that being willing to have those conversations and to empathize with someone it can really help, especially with conflict resolution Mm -hmm. in the workplace. Mm -hmm. I think teaching empathy and teaching leaders how to be empathetic people and teach their staff how to be empathetic people can save a lot of grief in the workplace. And things that people let fester, and not just workplace, in the church and friend groups, Mm -hmm. in the family Mm -hmm. home with Mm -hmm. parents and kids. I mean, this is across the board Mm -hmm. because a lot of times people won't address things especially yes. depending on their personalities yeah because you may have you know activators that are sitting in the room with me what? you know i remember one of your strengths yeah, look at you i remember you had a lot of red it was color coordinated you had a lot of red right i had yellow red and yellow red and yellow red sorry whoa yellow. did you just did you just do a, did you sneak in with khalifa no i had no activator is green i had two green and three blue Okay, I don't know where I got red from. 
but I remember he had Activator. That's an influencing fame, not a executing fame. And Josh talked to me about this because when he told me I had Activator, I was like, I don't feel like I have Activator. And he was like, well, actually, you're good at helping other people like figure out what needs to be done. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe not so much for yourself. That's hilarious. So I was like, okay, so that's why it's not the executing theme. It's like the here's what we should do, let's everyone. Get, right, right, right. Let's exactly. Get yeah. Uh huh. Well, anyway. Yeah. Um, for, for someone who's able to ex- execute or activate or activate, very, sure, 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 sure. I think that learning how to empathize with one another can save save people from you know letting things fester mm-hmm. you know especially for yes. people who might be might tend to be more passive aggressive mm. or um they won't speak out when they're hurt you mm-hmm. know they'll bury things mm-hmm. um and that can come from so many places. It's sure. like you're bringing a whole just carload of baggage with you into work that you're not even thinking about. And I love the idea of training through this. I feel like this is what I miss about having somebody like Josh at a workplace who paid attention to this stuff and got us to pay attention to it because it's not something that you're you're going to think about devoting time to unless somebody is there saying right. we have to stop and we have to think about right. this stuff. Because in your situation that you just described, you know, where Michael and I are obviously like, no, you didn't do anything wrong there. It seems like you and this other person were just at different levels of emotional awareness right. in that situation. Right. And if, say, that person got any kind of training through like, hey, here's why we don't immediately just dump all of our stuff on somebody when they get to work. That right. would have been amazing. And, and, yeah. that, and, that, and that comes with the, the level of a relationship that I had with this person. Right. You know, um, with the rip, not that we didn't have rapport, we did, right. but we weren't, our relationship wasn't deep enough for mm. me to be able to go into her office and be like, why are you crying? Right. <laughs> right. Okay. But that's not how I meant it. You right. Know, like if it, there's empathy is still important. Yes. But, uh, you know, once you get to know someone and like they understand that even in your rebuttal or your conversation with them, it's yes. not an attack. Right. You know, but they, that's because that person knows that you love them. That's and that right. they're safe. That's right. This person, we didn't have that relationship. Gotcha. And it needed to be handled almost kind of with kids' gloves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We needed to like gently sift through. <laughs> what what yeah. was going on yeah. with empathy. And I've, I've been there too, where yeah. I, I misread what someone meant. You oh know, yeah, maybe, it's easy to maybe, do. Maybe like I look across the room and they're just like scowling at me. I'm like, oh my God, why are they looking at <laughs> me? They have gas. They must, it's like, Michael, they, he has gas. They hate me and like, I don't. what did I do to make them upset with me? And then I find out later that their contact was messing up. Yes, right. yes. Uh-huh. You know, or, and so. Or bread had gas. No, it's gas. you, it's Michael Blum. Oh. Because you, know. mm-hmm. you had too much ice cream for lunch. I had too much ice cream. <laughs> and a burger, and a burger, and <laughs> pasta salad. All those things. Happen. And a beer. Yeah. <laughs> and a beer. Did we say beer? <laughs> yeah. Yep. All, all that happened and two garlic knots oh my gosh <laughs> it's the lunch of champions we're devolving into the thing I was so scared we would devolve into also did you notice that she dragged us down that road I was just sitting here peacefully listen you did so good I, I actually brought up the gas that's what I'm saying oh yeah yeah, yeah. it was definitely me it was definitely doing, me I wasn't doing it I was throwing a, a bone there for you Blum thanks well, it's so funny. We we're kind of like we brought it around to empathy, which was our topic last week. Did you listen to Jonathan's episode? I did. I did. Isn't he great? Uh, yeah, he's he's the bomb dot com. He's basically my brother. Don't don't Google bomb dot com. It's not what you think. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's not Jonathan's yeah. website. No. Don't, don't go there. Don't, don't do that. Uh, but I will I will plug him. 864 Explorer. He didn't do that. But well, he Yeah, he, he held out on us. He wasn't going to plug anything last he time. He didn't want to plug anything. He hasn't launched it yet. But he will. He will. We're he all will. over it. We'll be the first uh, fans. But honestly, empathy imbues everything. Yeah. And it impacts everything that we do. Hmm. It's how we treat the homeless person that we pass on on the street, mm-hmm. or the person who is incarcerated in prison mm-hmm. and rotting away. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it's how we treat our neighbor who you know lets their dog poop in our yard all the time. <laughs> it's how yes. we, it's how we it's how we treat ourselves. And yes. and I think that there is a there is a sense of humility and not humiliation i need yes. to say it yes. because i know that people have different definitions yes humility is not a bad thing no it's a very good thing um but empathy has a has an an essence of humility with it and that you're coming in mm-hmm. willing to love rather than to be right mm. and it's more important to love than it is to be right. Mm -hmm. Because you can be, I mean, we see it on Facebook all the time. People are having political arguments left and right, and nobody is changing anybody's mind. They just want to be right. Mm -hmm. It's more important to love than it is to be right. You're not going to change someone's mind. In fact, you might just make them more angry. Right. And push push them away a little further. I'm not saying that you you don't have discourse and discuss things. Right. But coming in from that place of humility mm-hmm. and even being willing to be wrong. Like Absolutely. maybe you messed up. And be, right. be willing to say, I'm sorry. And to me, if you really wanted to change somebody's mind, it would have to come from a place of love. Absolutely. Right? There else, has to be trust there. Or, or, or else you're just be, you're being attacked, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if somebody you really love came to you and said like, Diddy Bread, you're being a you'd be yeah. like, oh boy. I, ooh, I gotta get my stuff together because yeah. I know this person is not out to get me or is looking to insult yeah. me like they're trying to get get me to get myself together here whereas if somebody you don't know comes to you and says like Dave Bread you're being a real you're like alright get away from me <laughs> that's sir. right you know what I mean <laughs> exactly so like any real discussion of anything really has to be has to be surrounded by this this love and even if it's the person you love most in the world it's very hard for us to do this you know if you go with your spouse to couples therapy it takes weeks maybe months to to get to the point where you feel safe even in that environment it's telling your partner that you spend all this time with like hey I have this issue <laughs> with something that you're doing. I mean, so I guess some people do that easily, but it's very, very hard. It's hard to hear. It's hard to say. Like, it's, yeah. yeah. And if it's not hard to say, you're an attacker. <laughs> right, right, right. Because right. you're like, oh, all right, well, uh, here's, here's my list. <laughs> here's my spouse. Here's my grievances with you. Today. Right, 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 right. Like, that's, you're not, you know what I mean? You're not doing the requisite amount of giving love that would need to cushion all of your list your list of grievances with your spouse mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. this is like too much right and therein lies the importance of knowing one another yes. one one knowing yourself yes. personality but also knowing knowing one another whether it's in a mm-hmm. marriage or a friendship mm-hmm. or working like yes. uh, you know i know that this person's personality is such that i can just shoot straight with them That's they right. prefer that i just don't beat around the bush That's and right. i shoot straight right. yeah. and this is how and and candace i know that she's a little bit more sensitive mm-hmm. so we're going to speak peaceably and very mm-hmm. gently and we're going to have we're going to talk about the hard things mm-hmm. but we're not going to come in guns blazing 
mm-hmm. you know, right. and, mm-hmm. and really studying people and getting to know them. You can call it their love languages, their oh, personality yeah. types, sure. how they are able to receive correction, instruction, yeah. feedback, mm-hmm. criticism. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, like, how has my relationship been with that person over the last six months? Right. If I had a, like a big fight with somebody four months ago, I'm not, you know what I mean? I'd be very yes. sensitive not to offer a correction to that person. Right. Don't poke the bear. Right. Somebody refers to this as, as making deposits and withdrawals, and I forget yeah. who it is, but you uh-huh. can't you can't do a bunch of withdrawals unless you're making some deposits yeah. along the and way. The ratio yeah. has to be way in favor of deposits. Deposits, right, exactly. It probably has to be like seriously thirty five to one. And don't make deposits just so you can do the withdrawals. That's no. not what a relationship is, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and in, in coming back to you know your first question about like working together as a team, mm-hmm. being a good team player, I think that's part of it. Yeah. You're making a lot of deposits. That's right. And if it to, for it to be a very healthy team, for the culture to be strong uh-huh. and robust, everybody is doing that. That's right. They're putting in a lot of deposits. Yeah. And it goes back to what you said about the leadership and how they are leading by example. I feel like you can develop a culture where it is like the norm for everyone to be making deposits. But if they don't see that coming from the top level, it's going to be hard because then it just falls on people who are kind of naturally good at that. (laughs) And they're not they don't have enough sway to make that the norm, you know? Right. So and, it has to come from the top. And also, they're out making deposits. Meanwhile, nobody's making deposits <laughs> right. for them. And, right, exactly. And, and making, you're going to get burnout. And they're, but they're, it's like, I'm out making a bunch of deposits and everybody's withdrawing for me. That's right. And, you know, the equation, your checkbook's not balanced. Exactly. That and and, and that's when people leave. Right. And I'll say, for the leaders that aren't making deposits, I'll say that the staff's not making deposits back into them either. Right. And they need it too. They do. Sure. Leadership and does too. Because especially when you've been hurt or wronged Mm -hmm. that's the last thing you want to do right especially if it's hurt your ego right i don't want to say something kind to them in fact i want to avoid them in the hallway right if i don't have to say anything to them i won't and you know what there's some days where maybe you just need to steer clear because your mouth is going to get you in trouble that's true simmer down (laughs) simmer down but it's it's reciprocal yes yeah absolutely well final thoughts yeah can i make a a plug for this because as as the good listeners will remember, we this came up many moons ago when we tried to talk about me turning 40. Yes. Do you remember this? I remember our 40 discussion. First, we tried to do an episode and I chickened out. Oh, because you were worried you hadn't accomplished enough? Right. Yes. How did I eventually get over this? You, kill, you were talking about killing your ego. Right. Yes. Yeah. So this came up like, I don't know, I'm 41 and a third. So this came up like... Two years ago, essentially. Yes. On the show. Um, yeah. So I've been on a journey with this. So I want to report back to the listeners that I'm going to I want to give them the results of my journey thus far. Yeah. And, and the handy dandy guide of how to do it. This is great. Yeah. Right? Let's follow up. All right. So it's been great. Killing I, your ego has been great. Killing my ego has been great. What does that look like for you? What does it look like for me? Yeah. How do you kill your ego? I just think less about myself. Okay, so when you find yourself thinking about yourself, what do you do? I go, here's the handy dandy guy. Yeah. I have a thought. Yeah. I say, who is the subject of this thought? <laughs> okay. And so, like, if my thought is, boy, I really don't want to do this task. Yeah. The subject of the thought is me. Sure. And now we're into ego. Okay. Now I stop and I think, okay, what is the real problem here? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Is it just that I don't want to do the task? 
and I'm being lazy or something. Sure. But either way, let's just say my choices are I'm being lazy or I think this task is beneath me. Either way, the subject is still you me sure and i am not focused on the task so it's actually really easy to figure out okay and then often i'll just say like i know you don't really want to do this but it's not really that big of a deal like of course not it's not going to kill you and then sometimes i'll be like i don't feel good because i'm hungry uh-huh. and I'm like all right that's not really an ego problem <laughs> i am thinking about myself here but this physical seems, needs yeah this seems yeah, actually basic maslow's hierarchy yeah this seems right. pretty reasonable like sure and what I should do is then go get a granola bar. You know, sure, like, yes. And leave the crumbs on the floor. Yeah, then, right. I should, then I should ruin Candace's office. wrapper on your yeah, desk. Yeah, yes. yes. <laughs> um, but it actually makes your life better, right? Because you spend less time thinking about yourself. And the more you pour into other people, there's two things. The better they feel, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And actually, the better you feel. Sure. Yeah. Right? So it sounds very selfless to be like, I'm really into serving other people but at the same time you get like a little boost from it as well so it does good for you i think you're right Uh, yeah i've always kind of made the joke that like there's really no such thing as altruism because there's some self-serving purpose to every good thing that you can do which is fine it's totally fine i would say and this kind of goes back to something we were talking about earlier like find the balance in that because you can't always be serving other people you've got to also take care of yourself right right? there are some there are some other ways to try to get yourself out of those mindsets to a friend of mine we would start texting each other things we were thankful for for the day. Oh, that's so there cool. You know, that's I'm, great example. It's really and easy. And so we'd like list 10 things. I'm thankful for this amazing cup of tea I'm drinking right now. Yes. I'm thankful that I have a, an apartment downtown. Like just, and it doesn't have to yes. be something big. Like I'm thankful to be alive. I'm like, okay, <laughs> right. everybody is. Right, that's so. a given. You no, know, the little just, things. Just the You're little right. Things. I think that's an ego killer too. I think <laughs> gratitude yeah. is one of the ways you can take the focus off of you. Yeah, yeah for sure. So your journey in your fortieth year, and we're actually great. in our forty-first year yes. now. <laughs> it's going great, and I yeah. feel much lighter. Lighter. That's awesome. Like, like emotionally lighter. Yeah. yeah. I don't walk around nearly as bogged down because I don't spend nearly as much time thinking about myself. That's awesome, Michael. So, so it's great, I dude. Would, I congrats, would, man. I would, I would recommend everybody do this. Just try it for like two days and see if you feel any better. So evaluate your thoughts. If your if your main focus is you, try to reroute it. Right. Unless it's a basic need. Right. And then you should just meet it and move on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. What are your thoughts, Candace? I I agree with this. Okay. Yeah. When whenever we are becoming enslaved to our ego, mm-hmm. things get out of whack. Mm. And whatever side of the pendulum you're mm, on. Yes. Um, and so when we're able to bring things to center, whether that's through service or thankfulness or what have you, there's a myriad of ways that yes. we can get ourselves out of our own Meditation, Meditation. our first episode. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Exercise, you know. Dude, yeah, that's so huge. Yeah. Speaking from someone who rarely ever does it. And then when I do, I'm just like, why don't I do this all the time? I feel so, so much better. Sounds better. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But find, finding those ways that work for you uh-huh. to get yourself centered again. And I mean, you really can feel a lot lighter because yeah. I would say the same happened for me as mm-hmm. well. I needed a lot of assistance with this and I had it through counseling Mm -hmm. because I was so in the weeds Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. the the low self-esteem side of the pendulum Mm -hmm. that I needed help. And so I was able to get that through counseling 
and get, get myself centered again. Mm-hmm. But I feel I feel leaps and bounds lighter. Mm-hmm. I mean, for people who know me and have known me for the past, you know, five or so years, they'll they'll say that I'm a different person than I was a year ago. And I agree. Yeah. And I, I can I, see that. I feel lighter. I feel more peaceful. I feel happier. I'm I'm less afraid. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it has to do with me not living in my head about me all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This good stuff, you guys. Really good stuff. I think that's a great place to wrap it up. I agree. Candace, thanks so much for being here. You You're amazing. Th- well, I know you have some stuff you want to plug. Plug your stuff, girl. We've plugged you on this podcast and before. We want to plug thank again. You. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. Of yes. Course. Yeah, I am also a musician. I released a song earlier this year called Come Clean. It is on so good, all, streaming, all streaming platforms. Listen to it. You don't have to like it or download it, but, you know, it's there. Uh, so. no, 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 I'm no. telling you, you do yeah. have to like How it or download it. How about like it and buy it? <laughs> That's stop right. being, stop you, being so cheap. You can buy it. Uh, that's no problem um but yeah i'm hoping to uh, have a full album recorded by the end of the year so working on writing the music for that that's right now. so great so stay tuned god yeah, speak to that song. i'll be on a song you will are you gonna that was you asking oh me, are you are you going to uh spit some bars <laughs> gonna drop, I, yeah, I got drop six, some verse i got 16 for you maybe you could do that <laughs> kanye song you couldn't remember earlier i could do that one about my ego okay cool yes i, I find lyrics for that all right. Well, find Can- Candace, Candace Morris. Doesn't, Candace doesn't really want me to do that. Okay, okay, fine. No problem. All right. I I do. I think you should cut your own album. There it Ooh. is. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> but find Candace Morris on your streaming service and get her song Come Clean and look out for her new album, which could drop any time, you guys. That's I right. Mean, Coming in the near future. That's right. And social media sites they can follow you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Candace Morris Music. Uh, same thing on Facebook. I have a website, CandaceMorrisMusic.com. I'm on the Twitters, trying to be better about using that platform. So find me on all the social medias. I'm on, I'm on the TikTok too, or as I like to call it, the Tic Tac to annoy the youths. <laughs> but, uh, you can we find, call it Ticulus Toculus. There you go. Jerry. You can find me on the Ticulus Toculus as well. <laughs> Candace makes some pretty good TikToks. Michael Blum, plug our stuff. We have all the social media. Explain underscore yourself. Yes. But there's one special one. Yes. Yes. This is the last time I'm doing this because it's woefully ineffective. No, you're getting us more followers by the minute. I know, but they never tweet me. Yeah, come on. Why aren't you guys tweeting Blum? Let's go. Ace, every week I come on here and I say, if you'd like to have a brush with fame, the muscle hamster will talk to you on Twitter. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that should make your day better, right? Because you talk to a famous person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I literally haven't received one tweet. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so sorry. I, I think maybe uh, you should do like a, a hashtag trend. You know, this week on Splain Yourself. Uh, give us some ideas. Hashtag. Tweet the muscle hamster. You could. You could also do uh, polls and surveys are getting more popular on the Twitters. You can no, no, send I, out a survey. I would, no, I don't want a survey. I want them to have the thrill of speaking to me. Okay, so you're not going to go to them. You want them to come to you. you want well, them I'm work. famous. You I'm want, the muscle You want them to work her. for it. <laughs> they have to work for your affection. Well, they just have to tweet me. Maybe they're I'll... too nervous right now. It's like they're too intimidated. Yeah, they're intimidated by your greatness. But I always yeah. write back politely. You do. Yes. And I'll talk to you about whatever you want to talk about until I lose interest in it, which could be one tweet or it could be 4,000. Oh, my gosh. It's hard to say. Yeah, it just depends on how interesting you are. <laughs> All right. Well, you heard the man. Get on Twitter. Yeah. Talk to Michael. Explain underscore yourself. I'll write back to you politely. That's right. Okay. Well, what's our final thought? As the philosopher Q-Tip once said, don't ever waste no time when no played out ego. And always be ready to slay yourself. yourself. Woo!